0: This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional, and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 87 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thanks for joining me. I am a weight loss coach for physicians. My area of expertise and passion is helping physicians who struggle with stress eating or binge eating find release from those struggles. The reality is with good tools, you can learn to be in control of stress eating and binge eating without relying on willpower. When you understand the root causes of those behaviors and you find your specific triggers and your specific patterns, we can address those very simply and easily without depending on willpower. And then the urge to stress eat and binge eat just tends to fade away. Now, if this sounds good to you and something that you feel you could benefit from, there's two different ways that you can work with me. One is heading over to the for physicians.ca Website and click on the work with me tab. From there, you can book a one on one session with me to talk about private coaching. Private coaching lets us work weekly one on one where we really dig down into exactly what is getting in your way of your eating behaviors and your weight loss goals. The other option is working with me in a group coaching session. Group coaching offers its own benefits of having a support of like-minded peers and having a group to learn from and really honestly learning that you're not alone in this, that these issues are super common and many physicians deal with this. I'm going to be uh, starting a new group starting in the fall. If you would want to be notified when I get this uh, going, head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward SOS and join the waitlist there. Uh, you can't enroll in the group program right now, but if you join the waitlist, then you will be one of the first people notified uh, when enrollment opens again. I just wrapped up the first uh, group of Stress Eating SOS, uh, which is my group program, and it was amazing. It was so much fun. Uh, we had such a great group of women physicians, and everybody learned so much and understood. Uh, They're eating at different levels. And so I really encourage you to consider that as a very good option for understanding your own stress eating or binge eating. Today, what we are talking about is summertime. Summer, summer, summertime. (laughs) If you want to go with good old Will Smith, 1990s music. Uh, So summer is its unique uh, challenge for weight loss and for eating. It's interesting. I find summer to be a slight bit of an enigma because it feels like it should be easy to eat well and lose weight uh, in the summer. And yet for many people, that isn't actually true. And so in today's episode, I'm going to tell you the places where people get tripped up, some of the areas you might wanna look and some things that you can do to work on this. For us here in Northern British Columbia, summer is coming slowly. It has been a rainy June and so far fairly rainy July. Just the last couple of days, we've actually had some sun and a bit of warmth. And I was able to get out yesterday with a good friend to do a bit of a trail run, which was kind of a big deal because, number one, the weather was nice enough. Like The trails have just been total muck because it's been raining so much that they're just like slip sliding around. it through June. And then the other piece of it is I haven't really done much running through the spring because of this back and hip issue that I've had. And I've only just started doing a bit of road running. So going out on the trails and doing a bit of an easy run was a bit of a big deal. And I miss it so much. Like in the summer, I love running on the trails. I find it so um, like rewarding and enjoyable that I was so happy to get out. So fingers crossed that my back is going to hold up and I can keep doing that a little bit and start building back up. And also, fingers crossed that our weather stays reasonably nice so that uh, weather-wise, it's easy to get outside. So let's talk about summer. Historically, I used to have the thought that summers were easy to lose weight during. And I would always be really psyched up when summer started and excited and feel so full of energy when we started to have those first nice days. And then all of a sudden, time would flash by and, you know, like a month would go by and I'd realize, wait, I'm not actually enjoying the summer. I'm busier than what I usually am. And my eating has gone out the window. And I think there's a bunch of different factors that play into this. But I do think summers, like Christmas time when you're a physician where somebody has to be working uh, and somebody has to be covering call, you end up with this dichotomy of either you're off, which is nice, like you take more vacation during those times, nice when you're off. But the flip side of that is that when you are on, you're busier than normal because other people are off. So when you're actually working, or at least the way it pans out for us you are doing a bit more office, you're on call more frequently because other people are away. So I think of summer as this being really relaxing thing. And the reality is there are weeks that are relaxing when I'm off. But the weeks where I'm on, they actually can be fairly busy. And my brain didn't used to identify that as a truth. It used to think I should have lots of time to relax. And then when I didn't, I would get frustrated by it. And I would feel... That it wasn't fair, or that uh, you know I should be getting out to the lake more in the middle of the week in the on a nice evening, or all sorts of stuff, and then feel frustrated, and uh, that could contribute to eating off plan for me. So I think you know one thing is recognizing what summer truthfully is like for you, uh, and we're going to talk about some specific areas that I um, thought through that I think apply to most people uh, some of them are, will apply to you maybe some won't but just thinking i think it's worth to think through your own summer and think okay what trips me up here where are the areas that it make it harder to stick to my normal routine this summer is probably going to be a bit different for many people because of covid and so you know this summer might even be a better summer to do this to ask okay what areas of this summer are going to trip me up? You know, there's how a summer would normally look, but what's this summer going to look like with COVID? And that answer is going to be different for everybody, depending where you're living, and what your particular COVID numbers are. Uh, we're fairly lucky up here, northern British Columbia. Uh, we haven't had an active case for quite a few weeks now, so um, British Columbia is returning somewhat to normal, and I think is doing that somewhat safely. So they are allowing travel within the province over the summer so we will probably get to travel uh, but I know for a lot of you uh, in states uh, where the, your numbers are still high maybe that's not going to be an option. So take take what I'm going to talk about with a grain of salt and then apply it to your own life and use this as like discussion points to ask yourself further questions uh, that m- if you feel like the ones I'm not bringing up are directly applicable to you just use it as um like kindling to start the conversation for yourself in your own mind okay so the top four ways that I feel uh, summer is difficult to lose weight or can create difficulties in your weight loss are number one the sense of celebration so this is definitely true for those of us who have very, clear winter and summer seasons I haven't spent a ton of time in a climate where there's not as clear seasons so I don't know if this happens to you but definitely for us summer and the the first warm weather of the year comes with a sense of celebration and particularly like in a year like this where we haven't had warm weather those days where it truly is hot feel fleeting It feels like we don't get enough of them. And it feels like you have to do everything you can to celebrate them when they're here. And for a lot of situations, when you're celebrating, when you're in that mood to celebrate, if you're not careful, your brain will offer food as the way to celebrate. So in the summer, we celebrate through food with, um, you know, barbecues, dinners outside, eating on a patio, uh, you know, camping, camping. eating at a lake and maybe eating things like chips and stuff that you wouldn't normally eat, Uh, eating s'mores or hot dogs more than what you might normally eat, that sort of stuff that is directly associated with summer for you um, that isn't normally part of your plan. And a lot of it comes back to that sense of it's summer, yay, let's celebrate, let's enjoy it. And uh, again, if you don't focus on it carefully, then that celebration will come in the form of food. Now, the second thing is changes to routine. So for most people, summer comes with changes in routine. If you have kids, this is particularly true because all of a sudden the kids are home. Now, again, this year is different because the kids have been home. Um, I'm finding at least this year, the change in routine is nice because now we don't have to do homeschool. It's just the kids are home. And actually, because of the state we're in, in British Columbia, the kids are able to do some summer camps. So they're actually out of the house more. Than what they were during COVID. So that's nice for us. But I know for a lot of you, kids are still home as a routine part of summer. And so having that routine change where you're not getting the kids out of the house, you're not getting up to do breakfast routine and things like that. It can change your uh, weight loss routines too. When you're losing weight, or when you've lost a large amount of weight, and you're maintaining it, having routines that work for you, and depending on those routines are really important. And so when something happens where the routine gets shaken, it can be easy to flip the other way and just give up on the whole routine. So recognizing that summer does present some challenges to routine, the other challenges of routine are things like work schedules might change because of either your vacation time or other people's vacation time. Um, you know, you might be traveling more, things like that. Uh might change the actual routine that you have. Number three is more alcohol. A lot of people tend to drink more in the summer. This is somewhat tied to that celebration thing that we were talking about as number one, but uh, the warm weather, patios, more social time, again, that'll look different depending on where you are with COVID, Um, results in more alcohol drinking, and sometimes just more regular drinking for some people, things like camping and being in a lake for a lot of people are associated with drinking a bit more than they usually do. And alcohol is one of those things where it's kind of a two-edged sword. So on the one side, it is calories, it's food energy that you're taking in in the form of alcohol without nutrition. That alcohol has to be burned in its energy form. Uh, before you can burn other forms of food energy. So it needs to get burned up first. So if you're drinking alcohol on a daily or regular basis, it can actually impact your weight loss. Your body can be kind of more focused on using up that energy that you're drinking, and then the food energy you're eating ends up being a bit too much, or you don't have the opportunity to go into your own fat stores to burn your own fat stores. The second side of the alcohol issue is inhibitions. So it really doesn't take much alcohol. Like one glass of wine can do it, where all of a sudden, you know, food options that you weren't planning on eating suddenly become a good idea. You, your inhibitions come down, you become a bit more relaxed, and you your brain can present these ideas for different food Options and they can just seem like a better argument, basically, if you've had a little bit of alcohol. And so, watching yourself and learning how you do with alcohol you know, when you drink, if you have something to drink at a meal, do you end up overeating? Do you eat foods that you wouldn't normally eat, like appetizers or dessert? If you're having drinks while you are camping or while you're at a lake, do you end up overeating or eating things like chips and s'mores and all that sort of stuff that you might not? have planned on eating. Learn how it affects you so that you can decide, okay, is it worth it? If I want to lose weight over the summer, is it worth it for me to be drinking regularly? Or is that an area that I would want to modify? Number four is more travel and more camping. Again, will be different depending where you are. But I know a lot of people, uh, even in areas where there is more COVID are trying to find options that they can at least get away from their house. Um, So you know, you may still be traveling away from home where you just don't have the same control over what you're eating. Uh, You don't have the same control over your food environment. Or what I should say is your brain will think you don't have the same control over what you eat or your food environment because the reality is you always do, right? If you really wanted to be in control of what food you had and what you were eating, you would make sure that you were. I think it's just that traveling and camping are um, situations where we're used to thinking one way about them. And we're used to thinking that they're a bit of a pass, that we can uh, get away with things. Or we're used to thinking that we don't have an option, we're out of control, we we can't stick to plan when we're on those. And all of those thoughts are um, limiting, they're all uh, disempowering. And so if you're thinking those thoughts, Then, yeah, you know what? You're probably going to struggle if you're away or camping a lot this summer. So, those are the issues with summer. And, like I said, I'm sure there's lots more if you sit down and brainstorm them, but those are my top ones that I see affecting people. So, what do you do about it? How do you take those issues and address them in a way where you enjoy your summer? You have a fantastic summer but you also can lose weight in the way that you want to. You can finish the summer feeling like you cared for your body, you ate well, and you feel good. So number one for the celebration, I think, you know, celebration doesn't have to be food related. We are used to food being celebration because it is such an easy way to do it. And it's so ingrained in our society that we've been doing it our entire life. You just look at holiday dinners, birthday dinners, all that sort of stuff almost everything that's good that happens to us probably involves food in some way so just because we're used to doing that and that's the way we've always done it doesn't mean you always have to do it that way this just takes a bit of brainstorming of going okay if i want to celebrate summer if i want to celebrate the really nice weather and the fact that it's not around for a long time how could i do that in non-food ways how can i celebrate with my family enjoy my family enjoy my friends and not necessarily focus on the food. And so that might be just spending more time with friends and family and really focusing on being uh, present and intentional when you're there with your time. Uh, It can be things like deciding what your favorite activities are in the summer and making sure that you get those in. Like for me, going out to the lake, jumping off the dock is my favorite summertime activity that I look forward to all year round. And as soon as the water starts to come off the lake, I start thinking about when I can jump in the dock, jump off the dock. So for me, that is celebration, that moment of jumping right before I land in the water. And then that moment of floating around in the lake is celebration of summer. So choosing things like that, that work for you, where you can celebrate it without relying on the food. Sunsets would be another thing, like just sitting outside and enjoying the sun. There's so many different ways that you can enjoy it. Going for a walk on trails where you can hear the birds chirping and everything's green and it smells warm and good. There's so many different ways that you can celebrate it. You just have to actually tune your brain towards those ways. Number two is choosing foods in the summer that work with your plan, but that are enjoyable and, you know, maybe a little bit exciting. So if you're used to celebrating with food, yes, work on maybe modifying that because, you know, long term, that can trigger a lot of overeating. But I think there is space to just also celebrate with food that works for your body. So just because we want to celebrate with food doesn't mean it has to be unhealthy food that we celebrate with. We can choose to celebrate with food that fuels us, that makes us feel our best, that gives us energy. And that we have no guilt about because we feel that it was the best thing we could have chosen for our food, and it's delicious. So, that might be a bit of a learning curve depending where you are in your journey. Um, As you know, I eat lower carb, and I think a lower carb approach is one of the best ways to lose weight long term. So, it might take you doing a bit of reading and research and trial and error to find some recipes that work, that are lower carb, and that work for you, and that you're super excited to eat. You know, that if you know it's for dinner, you're not thinking about the other things you could eat because you're just so excited about eating that. So for me, um, there's lots of different things that do that. Number one, in the summer, we like doing a lot of charcuterie trays. So like if we're out at the lake or something and want snacks, that's often what we put out where uh, you know, there's we have different cured meats, some tasty, delicious cheeses, some different pickles that you can just pick away at. And I can feel very excited about that. Also, like just a good piece of grilled meat with grilled vegetables, to me, tastes like summer and is so deliciously satisfying. The other thing that I like as a summer like appetizer snack that feels very indulgent is bacon-wrapped jalapeno poppers. So Uh, Cutting jalapenos in half, taking out the seeds, and then stuffing them with cream cheese, and you can mix whatever you want into that cream cheese, and then wrapping part of a piece of bacon around it and cooking that. That's delicious. And by the way, that works fairly well if you cook it ahead and take it. Like if you need food that you could take camping, that's something that you can pack ahead and then just reheat. There's so many different things. A really good salad with a delicious dressing and maybe a little bit of fruit. Again, not that's not super low carb if you're trying to go for keto, but Right now, when the fruit is in season, sometimes just that little bit of fruit tastes so good um, and won't really impact your weight loss efforts, depending on what your goals are and what your uh, body's situation is. But I encourage you to take the time and think, if you struggle with eating healthy in the summer, flip the story on its head and ask yourself, what are going to be the things that there would be no question of me eating? Because that healthy option would be the best option that I had, that I, there would be no reason for me to say no to. Try to find those recipes because that makes it simple. There's no struggle because you're just excited to eat what's on your plan. Number three is for the routine, looking at your summer schedule and decide what you want your, your weight loss routine to look like. So taking the time to sit down. Look at your calendar because when we're just thinking about things like calendars in our head, our head edits stuff, it creates blocks, it'll swipe past big chunks of things. There's so many things that our brain does. And so for things like this, you need to actually sit down and look at your calendar. You need to look at what your schedule truthfully will look like week by week. You need to look at what are the elements of your weight loss routine that are non-negotiable? What are the elements that are really important to you to maintain? Um, And there's lots of things that that might be. Maybe it's meal prepping. Maybe it's meal planning. Maybe it's taking your lunch to work. Maybe it's having dinner in the slow cooker so that you don't have to do anything when you get home. Maybe it's having some self-care time every day. The point is deciding for you in your personal weight loss journey, what are the important aspects? What are the things that you don't want to get forgotten over the summer? And then you need to look at your schedule and figure out how you're going to fit them in. How are you going to prioritize those things? Uh, Do you need to get up a little bit earlier? Do you need to say no to something so that there's space for what you need to do? Do you need to just shift where you're doing it in the day? There's lots of different options to make sure you get it done. But if you don't sit down with your calendar and prioritize what's truly important, you may find that your brain just tells you you can't, that there's just not time or you don't want to, when it may be the reality, the truth might be that when you sit down and do it, it actually is quite simple to do. So this is one of the things that I think sitting down pen and paper or looking at your calendar on your computer is an important part of this tool. It won't take long but you know just giving yourself a half hour to look through and figure out how you're going to approach this over the summer uh, can be really important. Number 3, sorry, n- number 4, when we talk about alcohol intake just again decide ahead of time what you want to do about your alcohol. If you want to drink a lot this summer, that's fine, but then it might not be realistic that you would also lose weight. So If you want to have freedom in how much you drink, then maybe it's realistic to just not plan on losing weight over the summer. However, if you want to lose weight over the summer, maybe you need to look at how much alcohol you drink and be intentional about that. Deciding, you know, how much do you actually wanna drink? How frequently do you want to drink? And asking yourself, truthfully, when you do drink, what are the issues that it creates for you? from a food perspective? Where does it uh, bring down your guards? Once you know that, once you know, okay, you know what, every time I drink, I really want to just snack or every time I drink, I really want to have ice cream or dessert or something like that. And remember when I'm using the word drink, it could just be one drink. It, it does, it, for these things, it does not have to be a lot of drinks. You know, if you know what your issue is, then the way you handle it is when you are going to have some alcohol you pr- mentally rehearse so you go okay i'm going to drink wine tonight and i know that when i'm drinking wine i will want to eat dessert so i will be prepared for that craving and i will allow it and experience that craving without resisting it when you don't prepare for that when you don't plan ahead then when that craving hits, it feels like a surprise and your brain kind of freaks out and goes, oh my goodness, we have a craving. We don't know what to do. So we'll just eat the dessert. But the reality is you can plan ahead. You actually can predict for a lot of things when the craving's going to hit and prepare your brain so that when it comes, it's just expected. It's not a surprise. So plan intentionally how much, but also plan what you expect would happen after you've had the amount of alcohol that you're planning on drinking and mentally rehearse managing that. Number five, if you're going camping, traveling, spend a bit of time researching or planning what you're going to eat. So what foods are going to work for you for whichever way you're planning on eating. If you're planning on eating low carbs, specifically looking at, okay, what are the uh, snacks and foods that I'll be able to access that are lower carb. If you're camping, you know, what can I take that's a lower carb option that'll work in a camping environment? And, you know, maybe if this is new for you, spending a bit of time researching to find recipes. I still find the camping aspect is something that's still somewhat new for me because we don't do a ton of it. So every time we go camping, I pull out Google and, uh, Do a bit of Googling of low-carb camping recipes to find something that'll work for dinner. Remember, it can be simple. So things like if you're camping, it can be simple as just a protein grilled over the fire and some vegetables or a protein and some salad. It doesn't have to be fancy. Uh, You can find recipes that are fancier and that might be more exciting and fun. Uh, Something I did this summer because one of my downfalls is the s'mores and our kids often want to have s'mores when we're camping Um, so I made myself low-carb s'mores bars so I've got them in the freezer there's a ton of them in the freezer all cut up and then when we go camping I just have to bring myself one or two so when the kids are eating s'mores I still get to eat my s'mores it's just in a different form so there's so many different low-carb recipes out there uh, that you could find something that will work for any preference it just might take a little bit of research a little bit of uh, planning or spending a bit of time looking into some different recipes and thinking about it ahead. I particularly with camping love recipes where I can make it at home mainly or have everything prepped so I don't have to my spend my time camping. So I like foil um, dinner recipes uh, and last time we went camping this summer We made chicken fajitas in foil packets, and then my husband and I ate them on a bed of shredded cabbage with a bit of salsa and sour cream, and it was great. Um, And the kids ate it. (laughs) It's always a win. You never, never ever know when you make something whether or not the kids will eat it or hate it, Uh, but they ate it. Yay. Uh, So, you know, there's tons of different options. If you find good options, email me because I'd love to hear them. Uh, That's info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. If you're going on a road trip, I really recommend bringing a cooler both for the road trip and then also if you're in a hotel room or something like that. So you've got food and snacks that you can have readily available. My favorite road trip snack is having beef jerky around. Nuts also works well. Individually portioned uh, pieces of good quality cheese. Those would be our biggest go-to. Some vegetable sticks um, is something else we bring. And then lots of water. I think We sometimes forget to drink water when we're traveling. I know I do on a road trip because I don't want to be stopping for the washroom or I should say my husband doesn't want me to be stopping for the washroom because when he's on a road trip, he wants to just go. Uh, But, you know, drinking that water helps keep your appetite settled. Uh, And especially if the weather's hot, making sure you're getting enough water is important. All right, so those are my tips. I would love to hear if you have your own tips that work well for you over the summer. Again, send them to me, I'd love to hear them, Uh, info at physicians.ca. Make sure you check out uh, that group waitlist if you have been thinking about doing a group program with me, if you want that element of group support and knowledge for your stress eating, uh, this is a fantastic opportunity. so get on the waitlist so that you know as soon as I open up enrollment for the next group. Uh, it's WaitSolutionsForPhysicians.ca/sos. forward slash SOS. All right, we will talk to you later. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Bye-bye.